Hello again. Welcome. Pastor Deborah here. Welcome, welcome to the Garden of Eden. Yeah, we're here again today. Now, physically, you know, I'm in my living room. Yeah, my small space with no green screen. But we're using Zoom Pro to record in and a wonderful motion video by Pixabay. Now, you know, if strange things happen, like my hand disappears or things happen around my hair and the background will come through because there's no green screen. It's so easy to sit down, find my virtual background from Pixabay, get my microphone tested, get the camera up, get dressed and sit down to be with you. Yeah, but here in the natural, God has brought you from all places on the earth. At every age you might be, every culture, religion, yeah, maybe even from in the womb, you have been brought here to this place called the Garden of Eden. Yes, yes, it is on planet Earth. It's hidden away in the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. It has a secret entrance. And you won't know it for a while, but you can be still brought here. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can learn and grow in the pleasure and delight of the Lord spiritually. So we're going to begin another part of our wonderful letter. My dear spiritual child letter from me, Agape Love himself. Remember, this was the letter that Pastor Deborah wrote and sent out with teddy bears. Remember the teddies? You do. That's wonderful. And this was a treasure chest A letter full of wonderful things for you to learn and to come to know about yourself, about him, about this world we live on. And this is number 57 of that wonderful letter called My Dear Spiritual Child Letter. We're picking up in another portion of a part of that letter called Spiritual Discipleship. This is going to be part number six. We've been working through what it means to be a disciple, a student, how you need to study to show yourself approved so you would have no dishonor and shame when you face him. Mm -hmm. You have to learn a lot. You need teachers. I'm just one. There's many others. You can learn from books, movies, games you're playing, life circumstances, fairy tales, animals, nature. Movies, fantasy movies. Mm -hmm. You can just learn from life itself. But you have to learn. And you're a spiritual baby. If you're even born again. If you're not yet, you're still, you're getting glimpses. But to you that's not born again, you see little, like in this video, flashes of light. But it's fleeting. Because it's trying to break through the shield of darkness and ignorance. That's in your spirit caused by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life of your soul. And there might be a spell, a bewitchment on you, one of confusion, scramblers. So your spirit never hears the truth, but it's here. You see that light, it's trying to break through to you. So you'll learn and grow, but we're going to need some help. This is spiritual stuff. It's hard to understand. 
Hard to believe in these days of what we call the age of reasoning, the age of when we are just always about worldly business. We're only looking with our natural eyes and hearing with our natural ears and living our life with our physical body. Many of us, though, know we got a forever person in there. A lot of those in the occult, shamans, witch doctors, witches, priests and priestesses, Mm -hmm. teachers of religions. They know they don't want you to have true light. So they put up a shield of protection. Maybe they keep you in a fortress, keep you in the dark, which means ignorance about the true light. But that's it, trying to get to you. And we're going to work hard in this letter. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all those that you have brought here today to hear this teaching out of the realm of darkness, out of the realm of the soul of, of the body, out into the realm of the spirit, here in the Garden of Eden. Father, we need you so much. Your words are so important. They are so powerful. But yet there's an enemy, Father, that's working against your words, that twist them and pervert them. Mm -hmm. We know that, Father, we see that. So help us. Help that your word will break through the darkness, the shields of protection, the bewitchment, the hardening of their souls and spirits. Help them, Father, through your power and authority and your victory on the cross. Help them through your Holy Spirit, who's our teacher. Give us all the help you can get, Father. Help us to see clearly what we have not seen. Help us to hear what we have not heard. Help us to believe and implant the seeds of truth in our spirit, that you may water them and grow them and help them to become rightful trees and beautiful flowers in your garden of your pleasure and delight within our spirit. A part of this three-part system of spirit, soul, and body. Help us, Father, all you can. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. If you remember in the last one, we had talked about how spiritual knowledge and learning was important to us. It would help us to not be ashamed, to have all our works approved by this God of this knowledge and truth. And he had given us a treasure chest that was in his son, Christ Jesus, the living word. We were to learn about it, develop it, and even begin to think like him. And the treasure chest, remember, I brought it forth. I had made it to be a prayer chest, but it turned out to be a treasure chest full of wonderful, wonderful treasures that you don't know about yet. This is sort of like a store. We look at the windows. We look at the doors. There, that's better. And we see how beautiful the treasure chest is. Oh, it's glorious. It's righteous. It's beautiful. And we carry it along with us. But we never open it. We have to open and see all the different things that are inside. And when we do that, a light comes on inside of us as we take in and we start to feed on and believe in these treasures. Well, this is sort of like a 
representative of us. Our spiritual bodies covered with jewels and colors and the light inside, the truth, the knowledge, what we learned becomes a light, sort of lights our candle on the inside. And it shines out Uh to others. I want to show you another. Now, these are demonstrations and illustrations I would take into the jail. Uh And even to homeless people. Uh To groups and individuals. To teach them. To see with their eyes what they cannot see spiritually. You grow. Your light becomes more apparent to us, Holy Spirit. You get bigger and bigger. We get brighter and brighter because you shine through our spirit, which is clear and crystal. Yeah, Father, we thank you that you are helping us to see ourselves and you fit deep inside of us. Yeah, sort of like a candle inside of a beautiful, inside of a beautiful glass, beautiful, beautiful container, our spirit. So help us through learning how to be a student and a disciple, Father. Let's pick up here in part number six. We had just gotten to number 18 of things we needed to learn in the last one. I'll read number 18 to you. This is out of 2 Timothy. Let me see what it was. I believe it was 2 Timothy 2.12. And it was talking about how. You needed to study to be a workman approved of your work with the Father. But we also learned in another part that we are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We cannot, our prayers will not be heard. Our children's prayers will not be heard. The fruit that we produce in our lives, sort of our spiritual children, will not be effective. And we're told That God desires us to be a hearer, but also a doer. We can't just hear and then do something different. Because then we're not a student. We're not a follower. We all kind of hear. We all kind of know some of these truths. But we're not a doer in all our lives. In all parts of it. We might believe in children and not being abused. Mm-hmm. But yet we vote for abortion. We support those politicians and the law that want to kill and murder an innocent child in the womb. We don't understand that that's a, a hearer, but not a doer. And we're learning that we must learn the word. We must be a student of it, a disciple of it, and a follower of it, no matter what. Because if you just hear and you don't do it, then you are deceiving your own selves. And this is told in James 1, 22 through 24. It says, for any be a hearer of the word and not a doer. He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, a mirror. For he beholds himself, he sees himself. Oh, Oh, I look so good. And then he goes away. And straight away, he forgets what he looked like. Did he look okay? Was his hair fixed? What? And he was saying, that's what we forget. Mm -hmm. So you must be a hearer. That's important, number one. And you must be a doer. 
And it's hard because the test and the trials come. In many nations, we're told that church and state are separate. Politics and laws have nothing to do with who you believe in as Savior and Lord. Other people take religion and use it to take religion and use it to support a war, killing people, killing innocent people. I just heard of one nation right now that's at war with another. It is trying to become the third Roman Empire, the third Rome, where Christianity rules and abounds, Mm -hmm. trying to be the political center of it. And the other nation may be the spiritual center. And there's a war between different parts of religion, denomination, beliefs. Oh, and a big guy. I think he's a pope or something. He has stepped in to dedicate these two nations, the land and the people and the resources, to some lady named Mother Mary to fulfill a prophecy out of Portugal from the Lady of Fantama. I think that's right. Why? It was to be the third Roman center, the Roman Empire of Christianity. Yeah. Oh, trying to fulfill prophecies. Dedicating people to a, a, something. A mother? A mother? Mother Mary? Is that her name? I'm not quite sure. A big uh, consecration ceremony went on just recently. Uh, God owns the earth already. God, the Father, not Mother Mary. God, the Father, created this earth. And he's going to destroy it. The nations, uh, those are people. God owns them all. He's bought them all back spiritually. It's a spiritual thing. So this is something that's going on right now within a, a religion. We have it in other religions where there's different sects. Some believe this should be the prophet or the leader some believe it should be this way that's not the realm of the spirit it is in a way but it's not but it is because it's what is really going on that there's something behind all of that trying to claim and declare that the earth and the people are his and he'll use the proxies of mother mary mother's ancient Rome to get what he wants too bad he lost on a cross mm-hmm. the prayers and petitions pastor Deborah prays against that consecration destroys it because I'm a true king of the kingdom of heaven that won the victory against that mess on a cross so I prayed I petitioned because I knew I learned I'd become a student a follower of truth and light spiritually so you must learn too don't just be a hearer be a doer a lot of ignorance out there a lot of spells of bewitchment a lot of just flesh and carnality trying to revise the past we got to go forward it's not progressive it's forward into the future we'll have a new earth one day and you're going to have a new body there won't be all this nations. We'll be one kingdom, one nation, all family members, all brothers, yeah, and sisters. Mm-hmm. New bodies. I'm not going to have this body. I'll be a creature of the light. So 
Don't try to go back. Go forward. Mm-hmm. So be a doer, not just a hearer of the word. And study to show yourself approved unto this God of the kingdom of heaven. Now let's pick up and I'll review number I'll review number 18. Learning how to go through the Lord's test of your faith so that you can be refined as pure gold from the fire. There's fires going on all the time for each one of us. Somebody speaks to you, curses at you, attacks you, bullies you, threatens you. Test time. Even out on social media. Test time. Mm-hmm. How do you respond as being a doer? What do you say in your prayers? How do you respond when people attack you verbally, reject you, abandon you? Test time. Number 19. That's where we're going to pick up here in part six. Learning to walk. That means live in the wilderness down here on planet Earth. Where there's nothing but religion, wars and famine, hate, corruption and lust and greed, sexual abuse, killing and murder. How to live in that wilderness without God's presence will be tested. Some days you won't feel God, won't hear him. Well, do you do his word anyway? He says, love your neighbor. Is that baby in the womb your neighbor? Even though it hasn't come out of the womb yet? Love your neighbor. Does that mean the people that are right next to your nation? Do they have a right to be free? Love your neighbor doesn't mean in a sexual way. Love your neighbor doesn't mean to control or to force. Love your neighbor means just leave them alone. Love them. No, they do icky stuff. Now, if your country has laws against breaking rules and laws that hurt people and animals, or you're doing illegal things with money, uh, we're, we're going to take care of you. So you got to learn how to live in this wilderness down here. Even when God doesn't speak to you, he doesn't feel close, even though he is, it's test time. Because you'll be tested and tried. And you've got to be humbled and a servant and have the mind of Christ in you to be about the Lord's work, even when death is coming. You have to forgive those that are killing you. It's hard. It's test time. Number 20, learning to live by faith, not by sight. What does that mean? Got to be a student. Got to learn about faith. Sight means what your physical eyes see. Mm-hmm. Seeking to grow in the way of the spirit of the Lord. To see with his eyes. To hear with his ears. To speak his words. To think with his mind. To understand with his wisdom. That means applying his knowledge to a situation. To reach out to others with his hands. Not your hands. To walk in his shoes. To hear the silent cries of the human spirit in spiritual prisons and ignorance. Got to learn about him. To learn how to do his work. 
this way. I had to do that. I had been a mental health counselor. I didn't know how to help people except through the mental health counseling way, which I learned was biological and in the soul, the mental part of us. But it wasn't anything to do with spiritual. So for many years, the Bible meant nothing to me because I was looking through the glasses, lenses of mental health counseling, the eyes of the flesh. And God had to teach me how to put the word spiritual and to help me to see behind the black words and to look at every event from a spiritual context. My faith had to grow. It was very small when I started. But it grew. I had to study people who had increased their faith in God, were partners with God. I had to learn how to partner with God and trust him to do things that I only could read about in the Bible or things that were unknown to me, but that my faith grew. It still has more growth to go, not quite yet there to the level of Christ Jesus, but I'm well on my way. Your faith must grow in God. And what he can do. And why he wants to do it. I had to learn to look with my eyes spiritually. And see you. I had to hear your cries. I had to understand. The spiritual realm. Not from a spooky place. But I'd watch movies. Fairy tales. Fantasy movies. I don't play video games. But I understand games and sports. I understand fantasies. Mm-hmm. There's good and evil in every movie. Aesop's fables. Wonderful. Children's books. Fairy tales. They all help us to see good and evil. Spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Number 21. Learning about the power of the tongue, your words, and its ability to curse yourself and others. How that would go is if you say, my back is killing me. Well, guess what you gave permission for your back to do? To kill you. So your body has been empowered to kill you. To kill itself. Or to bless. I go along, thank you, Lord, for this body. Thank you, Lord, that you're healing it. I need to have it to be legal here on earth. Thank you, Lord, for the parents, the egg and the seed that brought it this body together. Thank you for the dirt that it's made of. I will care for it, nurture it properly. Thank you. I bless this physical body with the blessings of God. Do you do that? Father, thank you for the biological brain and the wonderful things that you created it to do. It may get out of balance, Father, but you will help me. So you learn how to speak blessings over yourself. And over babies in the womb, children, animals, nature, the earth itself. Learn to use your mouth. First, you learn how to speak out. Not loud and powerful. You don't have to. Nature can hear you. Your body can feel you. Your mind, your thinking. There's a saying in Proverbs, as you think in your heart, your mind, and your spirit. So you are. If you think you're still a victim of child abuse and you're now 60 years old, you still are, even if you're born again. So you're a hearer of the word of being a new creature in Christ, but you're not a doer. You're still speaking, bringing up the past, still claiming things over your life. 
So you have to learn how to, about blessings and curses, the power of the mouth and the tongue to speak. Mm-hmm. You must learn about the ability to kill or to give life. You can kill your own children's. I think I just heard something about some people talk about killing the spirit in school. Can you do that? You can't actually kill the spirit, but you can kill the soul, sort of. You can downcast it, stop its purposes and the spirit by your words, your actions, and your deeds. So are you bringing death or life out of your tongue, your mouth, your words, your thoughts? And this power of the tongue, this speaking, it's supernatural. And it has an ability to create as God spoke the universe into existence. That's how powerful words are, speaking them. Mm -hmm. Number 22, discovering the power of the thoughts and intents of your soul's mind. There's a person in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is not nice. We all see him. He'll lie, cheat, and steal. He has thoughts and feelings. How, how did he get there? He was shaped and formed in the womb. He was shaped and formed in infancy, in childhood, in the family. What he thinks and believes, his concepts and beliefs, religion shaped him. Circumstances, trauma shaped it. And the body responds to the thoughts. You wouldn't believe how fast a thought affects your body. Or even a touch. If I touch my cheeks just slightly, the nerve endings go right. They are there to feel pleasure or pain. And as soon as that nanosecond happens, dopamine gets released. I get feeling good, pleasurable, peaceful. I become a drug addict of my own body. Oh, it feels so good. So when somebody touches you and caresses you, your body loves it. Your mind loves it. So drugs go off, neurochemical drugs, because your soul and your body are one. So you have to learn about your soul. It's a hidden man of the body. It's not your spirit. They're different. But for a long time, your spirit is the same. It has that covering of the soul. And your spirit has to become its own person. And right now, most of the spirits are tails. They're just following the soul wherever it goes. Doesn't have a say. It's not the king or the ruler. But hopefully when you get born again, you get a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision. Your spirit will rise and it will begin to rise and become the ruler of the three-part system of spirit, soul, and physical body. Mm -hmm. The kingdom with lands, suburbs, cities, and towns, throne room, spirit, soul, and body. You are a three that are one, but you're one that is three. Sometimes you're more than three. Your soul's been disassociated. You've created other people in there to help you live through trauma and abuse. Mm -hmm. So you're many that are one, but you're one that's many. Very complicated. Pastor Deborah had to learn all about this. 
So you have to learn and be a student and learn about thoughts and concepts and principles and ideas and the intents of your own soul. So you have to learn about the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life and the creative power of your imagination. And that is the very battleground of Satan. Mm-hmm. You got to learn about Satan, warfare, battlegrounds. Where does he go? Where is the shield? It's in the spirit, but it's also the shield to protect you from light is also in your soul. Number 23, learning how to accept the chastening, the discipline of the Lord. When you mess up, the Lord is going to, and you fail the test, whatever it is, you'll take it again. You have to study again. And then sometimes when you won't learn, you won't apply what you're learning. Mm -hmm. You won't be a doer of his words. He'll just remove some things from you. You won't have maybe the relationship you want. You won't hear his voice. You'll have to become dependent on prophets. Or preachers to hear you. You won't have any relationship. It's like you're in your room in time out. Separated from him. He doesn't like that. But he has to help you to learn. Mm -hmm. Number 24. Learning how to forgive. And forget. As he does with us. Towards those who have hurt you. Or wounded you. Abused you. Tormented you. Betrayed you rejected you, abandoned you, lied to you, cursed you, shamed you, humiliated you, condemned you in any way. We have to learn about his way of forgiving. And you don't have the strength in you. You must go to him and ask him to give you his forgiveness for others and apply his forgiveness to them through you. Because it is a powerful thing, a gift of freedom for yourself that must come if you want to be healed from all the ick that's happened to you. Many don't. They don't want to forgive. They can't. It hurts. Yes, it does. Pastor Deborah had to do it with her parents and her brother, husband, child, the world, people that I'll see in heaven. I had to forgive and look not on their sins. Because I'll see them up there. Because I'm not going to carry those balls around. Those chains. I'm not going to be tied to the past. Tied in by their actions. I'm going to live free from that. Going to be healed. Mm-hmm. And most people don't want that. But you have to learn. Then you can freely choose. Number 25, learning how to repent. That means turn from your ways of thinking and believing and go back to God's ways and how to humble yourself in your heart before the Lord. Repentance is real important. It's recognizing I messed up and I've been thinking and doing things not your way. And then you have to say, okay, please forgive me, Lord. That's how you humble yourself. Recognition. That you've learned something, believed something, doing a tradition, doing something. Maybe you recognize your conscience comes alive and you recognize you're supporting killing an innocent child in the womb by voting for 
a certain political party or politician and you give money and voice on social media and you support those groups that do it. And all of a sudden you get some realization that you are killing a child. Ask God to forgive you. For you knew not what you were doing. You were in ignorance and darkness. That's humbling yourself. Before. And then the next time you go to vote, you do not vote for that person, that political party ever again. You give no money. You do not support them in any way. That's how you humble yourself and how your works become righteous before him. And so then you are a hearer and a doer of the word. And I want to end right here with this one, number six of my dear spiritual child letter from me, Agape Love himself. It's real important we don't go too far too fast. This was a lot to cover, a lot of topics. You've got to take each one. What does learning to walk, to live in the Lord mean? What's the wilderness here on earth? What's God's presence? What does testing and being tried mean? What does being humbled mean? What is faith? How do you live by faith? What do you mean see with his eyes and hear with his ears? I don't know how to do that. No, you won't. But his book, his holy Bible, will teach you how to do that. Scientists are trying. They're trying to understand so much, but they're not looking with his eyes yet. Or using his mind. Learning about the power of the tongue. About your enemy. And how he puts up shields to protect you from truth and light. Who is this enemy? It's not a human, is it? No. But he uses humans. Enemies are words. Actions, deeds. Yeah, the enemy has servants himself to come against you. And the enemy doesn't care about anybody. He just wants to be the king of this planet. He'd rather you be gone unless you are totally subservient. But he really doesn't care about you. He just wants this God that he hates to be destroyed. And if he can destroy that in you by killing you, abusing you, he will. Learning about your tongue, your words, your speech, your thoughts, your concepts are vital. How they create or destroy others and futures and potentials. Discovering the power of your thoughts and the intents of your heart. Looking at your soul, studying its lust of its eyes. How can a person look at say, another person, and start lusting for desire. And yet in their imaginations, they're already being intimate with. How does that work? Why is that a truth? What is your imagination? How does it work? How are images created? What do they do in our soul? What do they do in our spirit? What is the battleground? Where our enemy is. Who is Satan? Why is he our adversary? Learning how to accept being discipled. And disciplined by the Lord. Learning how to forgive. Oh I know. 
I'll just forget about it. You can't. The memories will come back when they're triggered through your body, through smells, through thoughts. Learning to forgive. It's really not a part of mental health counseling. And forgetting. Well, if you form multiple personalities, most of them don't even have the memories of being abused. But maybe one does. Well, how do you heal that inner child of your soul? Yeah, I just learned more about that. A lot of people speak about the inner child. Well, that's in your soul. It's a child that's still trapped in abuse. It's thoughts, it's memories, it's feelings, it's ways of concepts and perception. Mm -hmm. But you can also be and have an inner child of the spirit. Mm -hmm. That's right. There's a lot to learn. And you're just beginning. And I hope you get good teachers. And they take the word slowly to you and they study other things. I read books about the occult, people who had gotten saved, people who were lived in mental health things, stories of people in therapy, history, documentaries, movies, and more movies, and more movies. I was looking, searching, asking God to help me every way I can, every way that he wanted to teach me. I was a student, still am. I just was listening to a lady live stream about depression. I looked up the word depression. I looked up the word D-E, press. I looked up the word brought low. While she was teaching, I'm looking, I'm searching. Is she using the word correctly? Did she define it correctly? I'm looking, I'm searching, I'm checking. Mm -hmm. When you become a student of truth, That's what you'll do. You will critique other people's words. You will critique what they're saying. Is that the truth? Could be in the realm of the soul, the realm of mental health. And that's where most people are. Because they're in the age of reasoning. They don't want to believe that this could be a spiritual issue. Because they don't hear about that in their religion. They don't know how to deal with spiritual entities or things. Mm -hmm. They're hearers. But it depends on what you're hearing. Sometimes you go to a religious thing and you don't get anything that will help you live your life or help you with depression or mental health stuff. No healing, no deliverance. So you're a hearer of something, but you can't be a doer. And you don't combine it in your work, in your committees, in helping people. So you have a lot to learn. And then you have to be a doer, a practicer of it. And learning how to turn. Repent. Let God look at you and your thoughts, your concepts, your traditions, your culture. And when he puts his finger on it, it goes, oh, I'm a liar. I've been lied to. Okay, be open to that. Pastor Deborah was. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time here in the garden, showing that here in the darkness, you were trying to break through with your light. We get bits and pieces of it, glimpses of it coming to us all the time. Father, you know how to get through. You know how to do this. You've been doing this forever. You spoke in the ancient days of Egypt, Greece, the ancient civilizations. Mankind has always been worshiping gods. Always tapped into the spiritual realm. Didn't matter who they were. 
what nation or culture. They always believed in the spiritual entities helping us. And gods and goddesses were here. But somehow that went away, Father, during the age of reasoning. And that got put on the back burner. Now we try to look through the lens of mental health and our soul. And that is a lens we need to understand. Father, help us to understand all of this because it affects all of us. It's a part of our spirit, our soul, and physical body. It's in the world. It's in this wilderness down here. Father, but you said you became an overcomer and you've overcome this world. Help us to see that victory. Help us to understand how to live down here, how to let the light come through with your truth in it, your love through the shield. Take the shield away that Satan has put up and help us to be creatures living in, breathing in the free and fresh truth. Help us to rise above the spider webs, above the murky woods of death and deception and confusion. Help us to stay on your path where we can find you and your words coming through the darkness to us. Help us, Father, through the Holy Spirit, through your blood and victory of the cross, through your Son, Christ Jesus. Help us, Father, to become born-again children of the light, desiring the light. Help us not only to be hearers, but doers. Help our faith to grow and our understanding to grow spiritually so that we may be about your work here in the garden and on the planet and soon out to all the galaxies. Father, oh my gosh, you already got me out there. Father, thank you for taking me to the far galaxies into these lands that I know nothing about. I see them, that you love them too. And you have brought them here to the garden. Father, thank you for reaching out, sending me to all creatures far and wide out into the world that you have created, both the natural and the spiritual. Thank you, Father. Help me to be about your work with your words of spirit and truth. Help them to learn to be a disciple, a hearer and a doer of your words. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you next week. And I'm coming out there to you. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Bye, everybody.